at 960. Wow. None of those numbers were right. <laughs> at 620. Holy shit. <laughs> 960. <laughs> I think that's 10 o'clock. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock. We're going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome back. You made it. Thank you for joining us. I am Josh. I'm I, I continue to be Lennon. <laughs> he forgot his name. No, you threw me <laughs> off. <laughs> and this is Don't Touch My Sasquatch. How did I throw you off? Uh you came in too early. Ah, I, I like to trick it. I like to <laughs> trick, trick it. <laughs> <laughs> we explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys that have a love and passion for these topics. Topics that you may have heard of, but may not know the full story of yet. We're here to tell you those stories. Share our opinions and let you come to your own conclusions. We'll do the CV. Ah, CV. Mm-hmm. We'll do the research so you don't have to. Always keep your mind open to the possibilities that things may not be as they appear. Not always. Well, this week we have our first installment of a new series about a cursed objects. Not uh, just about <laughs> cursed objects. First on deck is the Conjuring. Is the conjure chest. I promised I wouldn't do that and I screwed it up. <laughs> First on deck is the conjure chest that claimed the lives of 17 people since its cursing. Next, we have. Next, we discuss. Uh. A cursed car that started its journey by killing an up and coming Hollywood honk back in 1955. Are these cursed ob- Are these objects actually cursed? Or is it all just an illusion? Mm-hmm. Well, sit back, relax. Tinfoil hats on, stow away the cursed objects as we dive into cursed objects. Colonel One. Uh, I misspelled that. <laughs> Colonel One. <laughs> Colonel One. That's it. That's cursed what it objects, is volume one. <laughs> I like Colonel One. Car and chest. Car and chest. Yeah. <laughs> Very <Singular>. detailed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, James Dean, car and conjure chest. Yeah. Just so we. We're clear what it is. Yeah, car and chest. Colonel, <laughs> Colonel one. <laughs> so that's what it is now. I don't. I don't need fuck. to change. I don't need to change the stupid. I was about to change it in my notes. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> do you add punctuation in your notes? I do. So do I. And I correct the punctuation. So Only punctuation that really matters to me are the commas where I'm supposed to pause. Otherwise, as you see, we both have done before. Forgot a comma. And just kept plowing through. It's like, oh, yep. That was a pause. Um. So before we get started. Yeah. 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 The uh, last Patreon episode, we did, did our first in our series of five. Well, it might be less than five, depending on uh, who wins the bout. Yeah. Um, where the winner, all right, best <laughs> three of five. Let me, that was a bad job explaining that. Yeah. We do a quiz show. So we have a cryptid quizzes and we do quizzes on the episode. Yeah. We're alternating both. So we're going to do five total and best three out of five. The loser, the one that doesn't win three, has to eat this. Am I on camera? Yeah. This nice, lovely fucking chip. One chip the, challenge. One chip challenge for Pacquiao. That's the loser of the three out of five challenge. But the loser of each quiz. I think you're spelling it wrong. <laughs> you're pronouncing it wrong. Packy. You said Pacquiao. <laughs> That's Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. 
The loser of each quiz eats one of these beautiful babies. Is that ghost pepper? Awesome. Great. Yeah, I made sure it was actually, you know. Yeah, so for listener, audio listeners, uh, it's a ghost pepper chip for the regular quizzes. And then the yes. ultimate one is, what was that, Reaper and Carolina? It was Reaper pepper and scorpion pepper. Oh, perfect. They sound delightful. <laughs> they do. So we're in a battle. But to see who won and who won the first, who won. We've only done one quiz. Yeah. Who won the first quiz? Get signed with Patreon. Check that out from last week, and continue our our uh, our ex- escapades of destroying our tongues. Yeah, we'll see see which one of us got ducked up. All I'm gonna say is I fucking hate spicy shit. So this is not gonna be fun. It's fun though. It's not gonna be fun. All right. Anyway, so now that now that that's out of the way, I was excited about that. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. I'm thinking the Pacquiao, the, the Packy. I keep calling Pacquiao. <laughs> The Packy chip, the one chip one. Yeah. I almost want to put that on Facebook and social, but then again, I don't really want to when we do it because one of us is going to be crying like a little bitch. Yeah, it'd be funny. We'd be cursing. And what if, while we're cursing, what if we tied? Well, there it was. Oh. <laughs> 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 we were cursing. Yeah, sorry. And we would be cursing. Yes. But while we're cursing, let's talk about some cursed objects. Curse away. Oh, I'll curse those fucking chips. Uh, <laughs> <ice throw. laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um so needle pulling thread. Oh proceed. Great. How do we do that? <laughs> so we're gonna get my first object. Um and my object is called the conjure chest or conjurer chest if you want to be fancy. Sorry, I uh I bit my lip and then in anticipation <laughs> I did and I like ripped it. That's incredible. I'm just over here licking and... Licking and biting. Lip, licking and sucking over here. Josh licking and biting. Just getting ready for later tonight. Oh, grody. I got nothing. That's all good. That's, That's all, all good. good. I live uh, alone. So my conjure chest, I don't... I'm getting married. <laughs> <laughs> Which is worse. Yeah. <laughs> that was supposed to be a question, but I actually choked on that. That's great. The conjure chest. <laughs> That's fucking great. Would you shut up? I want to speak. The then chest. there's oh I'm shit! Kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm Go ahead. The conjure chest. Um, while doing the research on this, this story comes from. I'll get into uh, the 1860s, um, but there's a few different variations on the story, um, but they all have the same gist. They all have the same characters. The only difference really is that the characters' names have changed. Ah, the players are the same. Just items are the same. So I don't know what changes. Uh, or, I'm sorry. I don't know who the actual name was. That's okay. But regardless, the stories were the same. The conjure chest mm. uh, begins in Kentucky on a slave-owning plantation in, in the 1860s, as I said. Okay. The owner of the plantation was a man named Jacob Cooley. By yeah. most... Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, by most accounts, I said, because like I said, the other was another Changes. game. Another game I saw. Another game. Graham. 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 You're having a little Dude, trouble. I fucking love Graham crackers. <laughs> <laughs> they are delicious. Um, Cooley was expecting a newborn son. Uh, the first child that he would bear. So the new Wait, father. He, he bears child? Yeah, he bears him. He bears him. He holds on to him. A right to bear oh, a child. Right on his butt hole. <laughs> oh, 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 no, no, no. Who bears childs? Uh, children. Doesn't it, isn't it the women that bear children? It was the first child he, <laughs> bore, he, he bore into the woman. <laughs> yes, he drilled it in there. That was, 
It was intense. That was the anticipation of it. <laughs> so he bore into her a child, the yeah. first one. <laughs> so the new father wanted to create nothing. The new father. <laughs> the, the new father wanted to prepare for the new addition to the family. So he asked one of his slaves, Hosea, who was a skilled craftsman, to build a chest for him. Oh, so they had uh, transgender people back then too, huh? Hosea. 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 Used to be Jose. It's Hosea. (laughs) I know. It used to be Jose, though. What what gender do you think Hosea is? Hosea is gender neutral. Oh, fluid. Well, Hosea, the craftsman, was asked, um, but due to the, you know, unfortunate situation that they were in, wasn't so much in asking. (laughs) But he was a skilled craftsman. Hosea went to work and made for him a beautiful chest. Oh. With multiple drawers for storing various items in. That's a drawers. That's a chest. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to confess. When you said chest, in my head... Yeah, same thing I thought, too. I thought chest, and you're talking about a chest that you put a... Looks like this bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. There's a picture in the video right here. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah, now you have to. That's fine, but where was your hand? Because it wasn't on screen. Right here. That's what I'm saying. It's off screen. They got to look it up. <laughs> no, the so the chest is actually not like a, a treasure chest. Yeah, like um, I expected it to be. So did I when I saw the title. And a I was jewelry like, chest. A, a chest that's small and you can carry around. Yes. You can't carry that around. Sure you can. Strap it on my back. Here we go. <laughs> how do you think it gets put places? <laughs> it's like a dresser pretty much gotcha. for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing was immaculate. I said, what? About 20 episodes back, you learned intents and purposes. Not intensive. <laughs> uh, the thing is immaculate. But Cooley didn't see it that way, and he was displeased with the chest Hosea made. <gasps> wow, he looked a gift course in the mouth. Yeah, he was not too impressed with it for some reason. I, I just mean, realized. it looks fine. I heard you. I was going to let you have it. <laughs> Hosea is a guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a woman. I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I assumed... And I assumed wrong. When you, what happens when you assume? I make an ass out of you. And? You. All right. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Cooley did not like the chest for some reason. The can is a clanking. <laughs> it was. It's a little loose in that one thumb spot. <laughs> I must have squeezed it tight. I squeezed it hard and grabbed it from Brazil. Per- Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> per- permission? Perdition? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a religious guy. Great, great. I wish I knew where you were going with that originally. I, I reached down and grabbed him from the depths of... It's in Supernatural. If anybody watches Supernatural... I watched it like six times, and I don't remember that. When Castiel grabbed Dean out of, the, out of hell. He I says, I him. reached down deep and grabbed you from damnation or something like that. Mm, gotcha. Anyways, cool. fucking Christ, let's go. Speaking of cool, Cooley, oh. like I said, was not happy with the chest for yes. some reason. I yes, mean, sir. you shouldn't be... Shouldn't really, you don't have room to complain. Cooley's response was not a rational or normal one. Like, hey, could you tweak this on the next one? Or how about you finish it with, you know, oak instead of redwood? Something like that. No, he was, uh, he answered, he answered his anger by beating Hosea mercilessly. The fuck? Until uh, days later, um, he succumbed to his injuries and died. Okay, I can see where this is going, and I agree with what's going to happen next. Please proceed. Yeah. Fuck Cooley. Right? Um, this cruel and horrible incident pissed off some of the other slaves on the plantation, and they had an idea to get revenge. 
Good. The group of slaves enlisted the help of a conjure man who was currently enslaved on the plantation as well. A conjure man is basically a witch doctor. They practice conjury as defined by vocabulary.com. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The group was able to steal the chest only briefly, but long enough to enact their scheme. I like this. Now, this specific conjure man, who used to practice in his homeland in Africa, now enlisted by the group, cursed the chest with the group by spreading by spreading dried owl blood all over it and okay. chanting various incantations. All right. I don't want to know the incantations, and we don't want to put them out there because we don't want you doing the same thing to other people. Well, I have them listed here for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chest would now literally become a death sentence. All right. Spread the dried owl blood on it. Um, despite his disapproval of the chest, Cooley still placed it in his son's room when he was born. Oh, okay. It's kind of father. Little, it's a little fucked. The father's a piece of shit. Yes. Don't take it out on the poor kid. The newborn clothes, the newborns' clothes, were said to be put in it as you do with a chest. I hope so. But days later, after being born, the newborn son died. Meow. The I don't first, know why the cat noise was, but... The first victim of the conjure chest. Yeah, an Cooley, innocent boy. Huh? Innocent boy. Yeah, he's just a couple days old. Yeah. Not the first victim. Not the last victim. He was the first victim. <laughs> not the first victim. <laughs> Technically, he's not the first victim, unfortunately. Yes, if you want to classify it that. It's the uh, the first and the... We're not getting... If, whatever. Cooley. Wow! <laughs> that was a... Yeah, I, it was a long way for clarification that I wasn't going there. That's fine, yes. Cooley would go on to have another son who had inherited the chest in his room as well. But on the second son's 21st birthday, he survived 21 years, on his 21st Ooh. birthday, he was stabbed to death. By his father. No. He was just stabbed to death. Oh, I didn't say. tell who. Okay. No. All right, gotcha. Um, now... Just a little preface and um, PSA coming up here. There's a lot of names, a lot of people. Okay. But I got you guys. We're going to get through it together. Hold his hand. You and I are going to get through this. Cooley's third son, named, named John. Jebediah. Had also survived the chest growing up. Sorry. Jebediah. <laughs> <laughs> in time, and in time... I didn't write and. It's and right. in time, was given one of his father's plantations as well as the conjure chest. So when he, yeah, it's the John had a few of them. Um, and John's still alive at this point. Yeah, John survived up until his third. I mean, he survives, but um, I mean, at this point, his third son's grown up enough to inherit a plantation. So he, yeah, he survived well into his later. Um, it's kind of annoying that yes. He married a far younger woman named Ellie, and she became wise to the tragedy that followed the chest. So Ellie is John's daughter-in-law. Got it. Got Understood. it. To avoid any similar outcomes for her kin, for to her or her kin, mm-hmm. Ellie decided to store the chest in the attic and never to use it. Okay. All right. Uh, Around yeah. Around this time, Cooley's youngest daughter, Melinda, eloped with an Irishman named Sean. Pen. Yes. No, him. that's not. So. Wait. So. Repeat. Melinda is John's no, daughter. daughter. Okay. Married Sean. Shawnee. So you've got Ellie and, I've already forgotten his name. <laughs> it's okay. Cooley's third son, John. <laughs> John and Ellie. Melinda and Sean. Brother and sister is John and, and Melinda. Got it. Got it. These are players. 
Like I said, we're going to get through it together. Yes, we are. I almost had to draw the family tree when I was researching. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Melinda married Sean. With nowhere for them to live, they turned to John and Ellie for help. This is Melinda and Sean. So they gotcha. came to them and said, hey, what the fuck can you do for us? John and Ellie had acquired a few farms in Tennessee and gave one of them to the new couple for a place for them to live and work. Gotcha. Melinda and Sean eventually had kids. And Melinda worked tirelessly nonstop for the farm, day and night, nonstop, while Sean began to hate and grow tired of farm life. He started to, started to be like, eh, I don't fucking like this shit. Meanwhile, Melinda's busting her yeah. ass. Yeah, she did, because that was their livelihood. Yes, thank you. That yes. was the word I couldn't look for in this notes. <laughs> couldn't right. look for it in this notes. Yeah, it's not here. Um, it disappeared. Nope, the fucker didn't write it. Yes. Um, so the dad, the original beater. Yes, sir. Um, and they not heard from again. So he probably died of old age. Fucking. Horribly. I would have loved it if he was even the only victim. Yeah. He could have just. Just, fixed, just him. It probably would have been easier just to hop up in that shit and just like pow, pow, pow while he's sleeping, you know? Well, I don't think back in those days they could just pow, pow, pow. But I get what you mean. No, pow, pow, pow with your fists. Ah. Oh, the computer was bloking that. Uh, blocking that. The bloking <laughs> it. It was bloking it. Well, Shrimp and a barbie. <laughs> Shrimp and a barbie. <laughs> um, so, Ellie decided. Ellie the elephant. Ellie, which is Melinda's sister-in-law. Ellie Got is it. the one who has the chest in the attic. Yes. Ellie decided that she would try and cheer Melinda up from her daily struggles. I'm going to give you a chest. Yeah. And they sent the chest to her at the farm. Okay. You said Ellie knew. She she suspected about the tragedy, but she thought that since it had sat in the attic dormant, that no harm would come of it. She thought yeah. that it might just have been a load of horse shit because it's happened. It's been up in the attic for who knows how many years at this point, right? And nothing's happened. Well, here's a family stained early amulet. Well, yeah, owl? I mean, Is it I, owl, owl, dried owl blood. Okay, who knows yeah, if you yeah, could yeah. really? It wasn't like smeared wet to smear on it. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you probably wouldn't have been able to to detect it. But she figured, cheer up, give her something of her family. Gotcha. Okay. You know? um, so days after the chest's arrival, yes. Sean abandoned his family and farm life and moved to New Orleans. I think that was coming, though, either way. Yes. Right? Yeah, but it was days after. Not that, I'm not saying, oh, it was a fucking chest. <laughs> <laughs> saying, like, wow, that was intense. It was. Uh, I'm just saying those yeah, days wise. after. That's what they say. I got you. That's what they say. But that's not the last of Sean's story. <laughs> oh, Sean has more stories. Uh, he would soon die from being struck in the head by a steamboat gangplank. <laughs> so Ste- he died. Yeah, steamboat gangplank. You know what that is? I don't know what that is. So you know on steamboats, those big ones in New Orleans oh, yeah, yeah, with the big yeah, yeah. like. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Now on the front of them, they have these big gangplanks that go down that people walk on and off of. Okay. They're like big ramps that they'll fold down. Understood. Fucking got clocked on the head with it and killed him. Well, shit. <laughs> it's just stayed on the farm. Now, I, I know you probably don't know this okay. answer because we weren't around back then. Draw me, bitch. How fast did they come down? Like, is it a, 17 a fucking... and a half feet per second? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Damn, it's fast. Look out. <laughs> I was wondering if it was a Deadpool Austin Power situation where he had like 20 minutes no. to move and he's just sitting there like, oh, God. Yeah. Or if it was quick. I don't know. I mean, because do you really wish death on this guy? It was his father that was a prick. No, but then he, again, he did abandon his wife and kids. I was about to say, then again, he abandoned wife and kids and they all had 
plantations. Well, right. So fuck them all. Well, this was just a farm. Didn't say it was a slave owning plantation. Okay. Then I take it back. I take it back. And after you got to have all the details. Yeah. All right. So for Melinda though, after Sean left, she went to a deep depression. Having her husband abandon her, and having the kids, having to deal with the not deal with the kids. But, oh, that's tough. But you know what I mean. I do, yeah. <laughs> and uh, until that point, doing all of the work maintaining the farms and their lives already. Now she uh, already still had to continue it, but now there was definitely no safety. Not safety, but um, uh, somebody to fall back on to help out. Um, for Melinda, is what I said. Um, she died shortly after in her forties. Um, she mm-hmm. in her bed, um, tragically depressed state. So she died of depression. Yeah. Or the chest. Well, you be the judge. Well, I'm just wondering if that's one of the bodies that's on the seventh. They attributed to it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I shouldn't talk <laughs> in the can. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Um, the orphan children. We're now given new homes amongst the other family members. Forgot about the children. Yeah, yeah they don't have parents now. Now they don't have either parents. <clears throat> Fuck. So they were divided up amongst the family members. Seems to be the children that keep suffering from their parents' fuck-ups. Yeah, it was like they cursed the whole family line. It is. It is. One of the children, a girl named Evelyn, moved in to be raised by John and Ellie. Gotcha. Melinda, Sean, John, John Ellie. Ellie. Kids. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. The kid. Whose name is somewhere. Somewhere. You Evelyn. To, you need to do what I do. Just have like highlight, bold, and put it in different colors, and then you can find it real quick. Fuck, that's a good idea. Yeah, why don't you think my notes are all color-coded? I don't know. Like red, blue, regular, bold, not bold. Invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Those are only for the questions. A quiz. <laughs> Where the fuck did I put it? <laughs> Just tapping everywhere. <laughs> Um, so Evelyn <laughs> was Melinda and Sean's daughter. Evelyn's Melinda they and Sean's daughter. They were taken in by John and Ellie. Got it. Well, that was nice of them, but Evelyn, but Evelyn, but grew up with her uh-huh. new family without incident. And when she was 16, she took an exam which which after passing it, she successfully received a teaching certificate. You're a genius. At 16. That is pretty good. Uh, and after that, she took over a one-room schoolhouse. So that's kind of cool. It is. What? Uh, you probably won't know the year. I'm not going to ask. Go ahead. I don't. There was yeah, not many years. Yeah, that's what I'm years. saying. You're not going to. Um, two months after this, she married a man named Malcolm Johnson. Ah, he's in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> he's a middle child. Guess what the couple's wedding gift was from Ellie. Uh, the whole series of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Start to finish. No, I'm the chest. Right. It's the chest. It's the fucking chest. Yeah. Not her chest. The chest. The chest. Yeah. yeah. Evelyn and Malcolm had kids of their own. And okay. afterwards, they all died. <laughs> <laughs> and they had kids of their own afterwards and adopted as well. Aww. One of these adoptees was a young girl named Arabella. Oh, I like that name. So we're getting down the line even farther. So, yes, we are. Arabella grew up with the couple and went on to marry. Evelyn put Arabella's wedding dress dress in the chest yes. after the wedding, and soon after this, her husband died. Jesus. Yeah. The, the adopted one. Uh, Arabella. So yeah. she adopted the curse. Pretty much. Fucker. Yeah, pretty much. Wasn't bloodline. <clears throat> still family. Sorry, guys. But uh, I think at this point, uh, if they... Had any suspects, any suspicion Suspicions. that it was the chest, I would have fucking burned that shit. 
I don't know if they know at this point because think about it. Ellie was it said that Ellie was the only one who was kind of wise to it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if you and now or I have now we are Ellie to Evelyn, Evelyn to Arabella. So now Ev- Ellie is Arabella's grandmother. Yeah, but so if you or I have any suspect suspicions that any of the objects that we own are under curse, it is the other one's duty to take that fucking object and burn it. Okay. Deal? Um, you're signed Josh Allen jersey. You know what? I take back my previous statement. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Check and mate. You got it. <laughs> so, yeah, so after the wedding, Evelyn tucked her, put her wedding dress in there. Turned tail and scurried. <laughs> She's a fuck machine. <laughs> oh, fuck. And yeah, her husband died. She put Jesus. her child's baby clothes in the chest, no. and the child died as well. So almost almost whoever puts clothes in the chest, it's not whoever owns the chest. Yes. It's, Understanding And it's got now. this irony to it we'll get to. Well, so far that's what it seems like, right? So you had it in the attic, put no clothes in there, nothing happened. Yes, it's when you put something in there. Exactly. Okay, all right. Yes. I'm, I'm catching on now. Yes. As I'm for- like a fly on shit. Great. I'm all over it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> as for Evelyn and Malcolm... Malcolm died a rich old man from the business empire that he created from the ground up. Good man. But Evelyn, Maybe. constantly reminded of the tragedies that surrounded her and those close to her, not just with the Arabella, but with a few others as well mm-hmm. in her family. So she was wise to it, I guess, too. I forgot about that. I forgot that she knew about this. Um, she would end up succumbing to these memories, and she took her own life. Gotcha. So That's... she killed herself because of the cursed chest. But hey, let's give it to my daughter. <laughs> Talking about Ellie? Evelyn. Evelyn. Is it... Ease. It's confusing. Yes, yes I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Well, no, you don't be sorry. I Hopefully I clarified, clarified to For the people listeners, listeners yes. too. So she killed herself. Evelyn. Poor girl. Yeah. Eventually, the chest would fall into the hands of a Mrs. Virginia Carey Hudson. Oh. Now, Virginia believed in the legend... Did she? She didn't. That was the point. Uh-huh. Now, Virginia believed that the legend of the cursed chest was just that, a legend. She thought it was bullshit. Are you okay? I've like, just keep talking. My leg is asleep. All right. I just... <laughs> <laughs> you, you said... I thought you got electrocuted or you something. You said, Virginia, Carrie Hudson. Hudson. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my. No, my leg is asleep. Sorry. Anyway, she would have been... Not what I meant to say... She would soon be corrected. So is Lennon. Yeah. Her tragedies associated with the chest followed as such. Here we go. Holy shit. First baby died after clothes were stored in it. Okay. Another contracted infantile paralysis after her clothes were stored in it. Uh, Her three. Contractor or contracted? Contracted. No, it's contracted. (laughs) (laughs) I might have heard you wrong, but I think you said contracted. Uh No, I definitely spoke. Contract? Signed. And dead. <laughs> her third child was a daughter. Grew up. Wedding dress was stored in it, and her husband abandoned her. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm seeing the theme here. Yes. Wedding dress. In there. Abandoned. Clothes stored in there. Death. Okay. Is well, that continue? The one, the one husband died with the well, wedding yeah, dress. He did, but, but still, it's the irony. It's not her. It's her husband. Right. The wedding dress. Uh, her son was stabbed in the hand after he had clothes stored in it. <laughs> a family friend here's the irony one uh, a family friend was shot while hunting after he had what clothes stored in it underwear hunting clothes hunting clothes yeah uh at this point the chest had claimed or plagued 
16 victims in Virginia was straight up over it. She's like, fuck this. Yeah. She sold it to our family. I used it one time. I put a pair of fucking gloves in the chest. And the next thing I know, I get a chainsaw to the hand. You tried to handshake a chainsaw. (laughs) How do you do, sir? (laughs) Ow! You bit me! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Grandma. Uh, at At this point, I said... I love when you do that. I hate God. When I do that. At this point, I said. <laughs> and she said, nope. <laughs> so she turned to a friend named Annie. And Annie has a gun. <laughs> Boom! Right in the chest. This will solve it. <laughs> and by chest, you mean the, the, the clothes chest, not the yeah. chest chest. Yeah, the pirate chest. But she put her fucking gun in the chest, and then, yeah, she got shot in the chest. <laughs> She turned to her friend named Annie, who was familiar with African curses and conjures. Okay. She determined that to break the curse, three conditions needed to be met. Yes. First. One. Virginia would need to be, need to be gifted a dead owl without having asked for one. How the fuck do you have that happen? <laughs> Seriously. How the fuck was the last time you had gifted you a dead owl? I want a, I want a gift. Yeah. Give me a gift? Sure. All right. Give me a gift. I want it to be dead, by the way. You already asked for it. Okay. I want a gift. Something. Okay. No longer living? No, because you're still saying dead. That's true. So, that was me that time. <laughs> Earthquake cam. Uh, I don't know how to ask exactly. for this. Just so, give me a goddamn dead owl. It's uh, probably a once every few generations type deal. <laughs> Maybe even more than that. I don't know how many people are gifted dead owls. All right, we're going to inscribe this into the chest so that people know we need a dead owl. We're not asking for it. But if you come and see this chest, you need a dog. I need a dead owl. Mm-hmm. So that was condition one. Got it. Two. Condition two. With the owl in sight of you, oh. in sight of her. I'm just needed... glad you said in sight and not inside because I got a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> With the owl inside of you, she needed to boil green leaves. Just so the uh, <clears throat> audio people know, <laughs> certain jokes are making this, this thing go. No, I think we need a new tape. Leave it for now. Okay. Okay. With the sudden... With the owl in sight of her. Yes, not inside. She needed to boil green leaves from a willow tree from sunrise to sunset. That's a lot of boiling. Yeah. And thirdly, the boiled liquid was then to be buried in a jug with the handle facing east towards the rising sun below a flowering bush. Okay, so... Make sure your compass is right. Yep. Make sure you have a nice flowering bush. Yep. Not specific, though. And you need a jug with a handle on it to face that east. I mean, first I'd have fun with the jug. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's in the back with the washboard. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get rid of this chest. Uh, and then we bring back the banjo. <laughs> it's that's the uh, what is it? Someone in the Goofy Bunch? Who yes, was? I don't remember who it was. It's like Uncle Pete in the Goofy Bunch. Little <laughs> Stinky or Stinky Pete? Stinky, Stinky Pete. Pete. <laughs> Stinky Pete in the Goofy Bunch. Sticky Pete in the Goofy Bunch. Because I said it should have been the Sticky Bunch. That's, <laughs> that's right. It was. That's, that's who they're was. playing in the background. <laughs> 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 so. Luckily and coincidentally, later on, one of Virginia's friends gifted her a stuffed owl, and shit was on like Donkey Kong. Wow. The coincidence is hell right there. Right. Co- coincidental. Coincidentally. Qu- whatever. 
You yeah. got it. So that's why my point. It's like as soon as that random, super obscure first conditions met, it's like all right, the other ones are. We gotta cake. go. It's a cakewalk. <laughs> <laughs> but you just need that super random obscure one. Yes. So, with the dead owl now in possession, her and Annie began to follow the next steps to complete the process of breaking the fucking curse. Easy steps compared to the owl. So they did all the steps. They got their jugs. Completed. They hit the band. <laughs> Once completed, Annie told Virginia that they would know if the curse had been broken. But if nobody died. <laughs> no, actually the opposite. If, really? If one of them died before the first full days of fall. So if someone dies, the curse is broken or not broken? If somebody dies, the curse was... If one of the two of them died before the first full days of fall, yeah, the curse was successfully broken. So to break the curse, you might have to die. Yeah, I don't think she put that in. Uh, I don't think she told her that before she did. So you couldn't have told me this before we did this. I would have had somebody else do it. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? But in September, nobody died. Annie died. Oh, and became the first. Uh, I did the opposite. <laughs> so, became the final victim of the chest. <laughs> that is actually incredible. But have they tried putting shit in the chest after that? Well, Virginia's daughter inherited the chest. Okay. And she Her house got, burned out. And she donated it to the Kentucky History Museum in 1976. Okay. Where it resides to this day. So we don't actually know if the curse is broken because nobody's putting anything in it. Well, oh, oh. supposedly. Okay. Supposedly the curse has been broken. But in the top drawer of the chest, the museum keeps an envelope containing owl feathers just in case. Smart man. Smart people. Smart. Smart all around. Well. And that is... The supposed end of the conjure chest. Well, I like that. It was I pretty mean, interesting. I didn't like that all the kids suffer for the dipshit beating a fucking... Who fucking probably didn't die of any shit because right? they would have said something. That annoys me still. Yes. I don't like this chest. I'm going to beat you. Well, I hope he fucking had a miserable life. Yeah. Fuck that Assholes. Well. Well. That was awesome. I loved it. Cool. Now we're going to dive into an even awesomer one. Well, it depends. At least there's no, there's not as much death in this one, but there's still an object that, uh, yeah, it causes some havoc. But before we get to the object, yeah, let's get to the backstory. Okay. We're going to start with Talk James it. Dean was born on February 9th, <laughs> 1931. Okay. At the age of nine, his mother passed away due to cancer, and he was sent to Indiana to live with and be raised by his aunt and uncle. From then on, his father, who was a... Fuck, uh, I think he was a university... He worked as a teacher or something, or a university pharmacist. Okay. I didn't write it down, because this asshole isn't in the story. From then on, he barely saw his father. Okay. Except for when he lived in... Um, not lived in him. Oh, because that would be weird. Lived in sight of a dead owl. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, no, he lived with him, not okay. in him, Thank with God. him, while attending Santa <laughs> Santa Monica City College, where he later transferred to UCLA, and his father never really was in his life since then. All right. In 1950, Hollywood hunk and bad boy James Dean hit the scene when landing his first gig in, as an extra in a Pepsi commercial. Really? He did. That's an Like, actually, you didn't really see him. Well, he barely saw his father. I skipped a line above oh, it. You did that. <laughs> yeah. The next day, they were so impressed 
that he s- filmed a second spot in the Pepsi in a Pepsi commercial. This time, he was dancing around a jukebox while singing a little Pepsi jingle. Oh, Pepsi, Pepsi, get your Pepsi. I like Pepsi. That's so right. Do you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. Try a Pepsi, so we know you're not a commie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that was the time. Yeah, it was a Cold War. Am I correct, right? Uh, you looked at me. I didn't know if that was approval or no. you're a fucking idiot. It was being very proud. <laughs> oh, okay. He's a proud papa. <laughs> you know my papa, though. So that was the start. This way he broke into it. He was uh, going to UCLA for drama. Oh. Uh, and he landed a role in one of the plays. And a friend from that play. Mm-hmm. Brought him to the Pepsi commercial, and that's how this all started. He fell in love, dropped out of school to pursue a career in acting. Which he was going to school for. Which he was going to school for drama, but he quit. And anyways. I mean, what, just skip the middle, man. Fuck it. I mean, if that's they the end said, goal. oh, they love me. Right. I, I did one thing in the background, like, hey, how you doing? And they say, hey, come dance around a jukebox. <laughs> oh, they're from New York. <laughs> well. He was attending school for microbiology. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a career shift. Fucking drooled. Um, <laughs> you got pictures of him on there? <laughs> oh, he was a sexy man. <laughs> it's almost like looking in a mirror. So over the next uh, four years, he tried to break in and get more roles. Okay. And he, uh, after making a favorable impression on the commercial, that is. Yeah. James Dean landed the role of John the Apostle in Hill Number 1, which is a TV series. TV special that aired on Easter of 1951. Mm. I skipped ahead. I'm sorry. After he got some of these roles, he kind of was struggling. He was a struggling actor until he hit big. And so, anyways, got it. I'm I'm just rambling now. No, I'm like an old not. man rambling. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he had only a few lines, but it was apparently enough for some girls at a L.A. high school to form his first fan club, oh. the Immaculate Heart James Dean Appreciation Society. Interesting. That's a name. Can we have acronyms? Can we go a little smaller? Like just James Dean Appreciation Society. Nope. Immaculate Heart needs to be in front of <laughs> The fuck? So James Dean would then go on to star in three films. East okay. of Eden was his first. His yep. second was Rebel Without a Cause. Yep. And if I remember correctly... Giant, no, I, I do remember correctly. James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one was Giant Okay, before his untimely death. Now, Giant was finished filming real shortly after before he the events that are about to happen happened. Okay. So that one was released after. He also was the first person, he got nominated twice post-mortem um, for the, I think it was Rebel Without a Cause and Giant. Mm. So anyways, well, he dies. Surprise, if you didn't know. Spoilers. James Dean loved fast cars and fast women. <laughs> <laughs> Ridgemont High. Uh, what's that movie called? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I got it right off the bat, you stupid fuck. All right. James Dean loved fast cars <laughs> and he was also working on building his own racing career. Yes. After being barred from racing while filming the movie Giant, he quickly decided to race again. Once he finished the final scene of that movie. Mm-hmm. This is where everything turns fucked up. He then traded his current speedster car for a new, more powerful, and faster one in September of 1955. Early September. 
he purchased a 1955 silver Porsche 550 Spider, beautiful car, mm-hmm. that was customized by famous designer and car customizer for Hollywood, George Barris, and master pinstriper and customizer, Dean Jeffries. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, I thought you were going to say, you look like you were to say something. No, I was looking at the car. Jeffries added the 130 racing decal number on the hood, doors, Mm -hmm. and engine cover, as well as the infamous badge that would later give the car the infamous nickname, Little Bastard. Yeah. I can't hear you. You muted yourself. (laughs) I just forgot. (laughs) What I love is you were like reaching over to unmute it before you said, yeah. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Reports state that people close to James Dean warned him of uneasy feelings they were having about the car when he, before he bought it. Yeah. These warnings, though, we're weary, my bad, we were were eerie, I put the two words together, <laughs> were eerie and unnerving, but they weren't the last strange occurrences that surrounded this car. Yeah. On September 30th, 1955, on his way to a race. Mm-hmm. James Dean's life would tragically be cut short when Little Bastard was involved in a fatal crash just nine days after purchasing the vehicle. He was killed immediately, the report said. Mm -hmm. Little Bastard, on the other hand, would live on to get into considerably more trouble. Little Bastard is a proper name for this car. I wonder if the nickname Little Bastard, the car was like, oh, Little Bastard, huh? Fuck you guys, (laughs) then. I see what you did there. Yeah. Now, before we get into some of the cursed parts, let's let's, let's talk about the first one. Or cursed parts. Some of the incidents it had after the crash. Let's get into the crash. Okay. On September 30th, James Dean, accompanied by stunt coordinator Bill Hickman, photographer Sanford Roth, and his German mechanic Rolf Wuthrich. Wuthrich. Wuthrich is what I'm going with set off to Salinas, where he had entered his next race. Mm -hmm. Technically, first race after the barring of not being able to race anything. Mm -hmm. Now, his mechanic, Wuthrich, Wuthrich, oh man, Wuthrich? It is a W-U-T-H-E-R-I-C-H, but it has that fucking, like, little thing. Hold on, I tell, I tell. What's it? What's his first name? R-O-L-F. Rolf. I just should go with Rolf. Wuthrich. Wuthrich. Thank you. I should have just used Just kidding. Wuthrich. Wuthrich. Oh, that's right. The W's are V's in German. And I know that. Anyways, Wuthrich encouraged Dean to drive the Porsche from L.A. to Salinas in order to break the car in and get used to how she handled. He did, and at 3.30 p.m., he was ticketed for just... For speeding just two hours prior to the incident. Mm. In other words, he's fucking speeding. Yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't? You're in a, a fucking car? Porsche. <laughs> I, I was in a Camaro and I sped, and that's not a Porsche. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to be upset now. <laughs> Why? I won't be upset. In it's okay. <sighs> now I have a picture of my car here. Anyways. <laughs> Around 545, a 1950 Ford Tudor truck turned left onto the highway in front of the oncoming Porsche. Unable to stop in time, James Dean slammed into the passenger side of the truck, which resulted in the Porsche bouncing across the road onto the side of the highway. 
Wolfric was Wolf Wolf oh whatever that's not good Ruth is not his name Ruth <laughs> baby Ruth <laughs> not his name Rolf was thrown from the vehicle while Dean was trapped in the car and sustained fatal numerous fatal injuries I'm getting for clumps <laughs> oh shit <laughs> all right back to it one ah uh, okay he sustained numerous fatal injuries one of which was a broken neck mm-hmm. the crash was witnessed by a number of people, one of which was his biographer, George Perry, who mm-hmm. wrote, death appeared to have been instantaneous. I really hope so. Hopefully. Yeah. If, if you, have you seen pictures of the car? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I just saw. So uh, the fucked up car or the actual car, like him sitting in it? There's two photos you could be looking at. So if you're looking at the photo with him sitting in it. I got it right here. James Jinks, a little bastard. Yeah. Okay, the photo of him sitting in it with look the guy how who looks high like Hitler next to him. <laughs> Stop moving the table first off. Sorry! That's a forgot. <laughs> Don't touch table. <laughs> Not you can see how much higher... Like, think about that rolling now. Yes. With him being in there. That dude looks like Hitler. Okay, well... <laughs> but yes, I see what you're saying. Um, Stop talking about Hitler! I'm not. I was just saying the dude looked like him. I left the, the camera. It's just you with the fucking mouse up high. I can't uh, touch the table. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, the car is mangled. So the car, okay, now you're looking at the damage. Yeah. Now think about that car rolling with, what, half his body higher than the fucking car while he's sitting in there? Yeah, it's brutal. That I'm hoping it was like an instant, like, first roll, dead. Yeah. But either way. Not that we want him dead, but just well, we don't hopefully want him it dead. was quick and painless We don't want him. suffering. At nine... 60. Wow. None of those numbers were right. <laughs> At 620. Holy shit. <laughs> 960. <laughs> I think that's 10 o'clock. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock. <laughs> and if we're going military time, it's 10 a.m. <laughs> oh, my tummy hurts. From laughing. All right. At 6.20 p.m., James Dean arrived at the hospital and was pronounced DOA, dead on arrival. Mm-hmm. Thus begins the curse of Little Bastard. Crazy. Despite being a total loss, Little Bastard was... I pushed fast forward to myself. Despite being a total loss, Little Bastard was brought... And not brought... By brought, I mean bought. Ah. Bought by Dr. William Eslerich, which I also don't know if it's entirely true because another site said that George Burris... Bought the car and <laughs> bought the car and did what is about to say, you know, um, installed what's about to be installed in these cars for okay. him. So I don't know who bought the car, but he, the Change facts. Hands. The facts are. Um, I'm going to go with this story. Despite okay. being a total loss, I'm going to reread it too. Sweet little bastard wait. was brought. Uh, God damn it! I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> was bought by Dr. William Estrick. Estrick. S. Rich. S. Rich. Can I just get a normal name for once? Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Williams. I'm going to go with Dr. Williams. From the salvage yard, Dr. Williams, Dr. William, then would go on to strip the car for parts. He installed the engine in in his Lotus IX, which is either 9 or 11. I think it's 9. It makes me think of my old dream car as a young child i wanted a lotus elise so bad lotus what elise i'll have to look that up you do your research i'll show you (laughs) (laughs) i'll look that up 
So he installed the engine in the Lotus race car, and he loaded the transmission and suspension to a fellow doctor and race car driver, Troy McHenry. Jesus. <laughs> you got to say his name with the hiccup. McHenry. Oh, I thought you had it already. They really just, like, straight up divvied up sh- chunks of that car, didn't they? I'll just wait. Okay. I'll wait. So Dr. William Esrich would go there, then go on to, okay, okay. Lotus Elise. That's a beautiful car. Right? That's a beautiful car. Dr. William S. Rich would then go on to crash his Lotus at the 1956 World's Fair. <laughs> Stop it. 1956 Pomana, Pomana, Pomana sports racing, sports car races. He survived the crash, but fellow doctor and racer, Troy McHenry, wasn't so fortunate. Dr. McHenry... First off, I love the name, Dr. McHenry. Big chicken nugget. Dr. McHenry would crash his car. President McKinley. (laughs) Fort McHenry. (laughs) McKinley. Anyways, uh, now that we're done with the mix, Dr. McHenry would crash his car and... I see you there. I see you there. And was killed in the very same race that Dr. Estrich crashed his car in. Oh, so Shit. they both had parts from Little Bastard. Yeah. They both were in the same race, and they both crashed their car. One died Book. by hitting a tree, and the other died or didn't die, uh, but sustained some bad injuries. Yeah, still crashed, which resulted in somebody's death. I didn't see that. I uh, I thought you spoke that. Oh, no, I didn't speak it. I or misheard see it. it. It's okay. <laughs> There's a lot going on with McHenry that things could have been lost in translation. Shortly after the crashes... George Barish, Barish Barish, who, mind you, is an American designer and builder of Hollywood custom cars, as we described earlier. I put that in again just to make sure they drilled the point hole. Sweet. And self-proclaimed king of customs. Oh. Purchased the Porsche. He promised that he was going to rebuild it and restore it to its former glory. Unfortunately, the frame was too mangled, and it was beyond repair, so Barish decided to, uh, he was going to capitalize on Little Bastard's notoriety. Mm-hmm. And from 1957 to 1959, Little Bastard was loaned to the L.A. chapter of the National Safety Council, where it went on a gruesome tour of car shows, cinemas, and bowling alleys designed to discourage speeding. Okay. All right. Okay. That makes... Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. At first, I thought you were talking about they just loaned it to these people after he started fixing it. looked like a normal normal car right. frame. And stuff at that point. But now it makes more sense that it's still mangled. Yes, it is. Okay. Which is why you should have, and well, I have photos in here, of the mangled car on display, too. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But I love this discouraging speeding. Now, all accounts that I've read is that the truck pulled out in front of him, and he hit the truck because he couldn't stop in time because the truck pulled out in front of him. And it wasn't because he was speeding, but maybe it was because yeah, he was speeding. He, I mean... He was ticketed two hours before for speeding, so it's not illogical to think that uh, he was speeding. It was Spock, illogical. Oh, he said a word that made sense. God damn it. Sorry. I thought you would get that one. Sorry. Sorry. I get the. I get that. I looked at the white camera, and it's the black one <laughs> I have to look at. the back at. of the camera. Jesus Christ. Yes. Let's move on. Then in March of 1959, when Little Bastards was in storage, it somehow mysteriously caught fire. For some unknown reason, the car's only damage was two melted tires and some burnt paint. Singed paint. Shit. 
The fire fortunately didn't spread to the other cars that were in the store. Now, my question is, how does a car spontaneously just catch on fire? I don't know. But I do know that I'm looking at a picture from the Greater Los Angeles Safety Council presents James Dean's last sports car. There you go. That is mangled. Pretty mangled. This accident could have been avoided. (laughs) That's what it says. Of course. Sorry, sorry. Now, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Now, my question was, remember, they took the engine out and put it in a different race car. Did they reinstall that engine? Right. Or is there no engine in there? Therefore, how did it? Spontaneously catch right. a fire. I'm point, trying to get at just a hunk of metal. That's what I'm trying to get at is how is it spontaneously combust here? Meanwhile, George Barish, Barish, I gave him a little shh at the end. George Barris had sold two of the tires from Little Bastard, which reportedly blew at the same time while the new owner was driving, causing that owner to drive off the road. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I guess that could make sense because were they the tires that were in the crash? I mean, it's not too unfathomable from them to blow then, but... Uh, Hold on, I'm getting into final thoughts reasoning. Sorry. Oh, my bad! Oh, my! Um, there's also, there is, and there was, and I'm going to reread that. There is a story of Little Bastard falling off its display while on show in Sacramento and breaking the hips of a bystander. Bystander. I, I just pulled what your dad usually does, the bystander, when we have game night. Bystander! <laughs> Shout out. It was also reported that Little Bastard fell on and killed George Barkus, who was the driver, driver transporting the car to a road safety expo. Sorry, I wanted to make sure I said that right. No, you're good. Uh, more incidences, a couple more here. Two separate fatal accidents involving trucks transporting Little Bastard occurred. And in 1958, a third transport truck was parked on a hill and smashed the windshield of the car behind it when the brakes gave out. Fuck. Yeah. And in 1959, while on display in New Orleans, the car simply fell to pieces. Fell to pieces. Fell to pieces is how it's said, Hmm. thus ending its doer. Now, where is it now, you might say? Oh, where is it now? Thank you. Glad you said that. While traveling from Miami to L.A., Little Bastard is rumored to have disappeared from a sealed boxcar in 1960. Some believe this was the work of George Barris just being a showman and creating this story as a way to keep the car's mystique alive. Hmm. No matter what happened to the vehicle, the whereabouts of Little Bastard, the Porsche, 550 Spider. Yep are unknown to this day, even with a million-dollar reward for any information, any verified part, uh, back in 2005. Nothing has turned up. Damn. And George Burris uh, passed away in 2015. Oh. Um, yeah, There's the whereabouts are nowhere. There's no verified parts or anything like that. So it just disappeared. Disappeared. Sorry, I cut you off on that. No, you're good. I stole your thunder. <laughs> you didn't my thunder. Um, so that's... That's not as many incidences as yours. No, but it's still strange. It's a cursed object. But I love James Dean's car, and I, I thought I was misinformed because I always thought that it was on display in a museum, mm-hmm. and the museum burned down, but what happened was it was in storage, and it spontaneously combusted, nothing really happened. Just a little synth pain. It's so fucking random. It is random and weird, but I was looking forward to the museum story, and then I realized there's, there's no, no museum. Such, there's no museum story. <laughs> So, 
couple deaths. Yep. Uh, in fact, my count was right. There was four deaths. Mm-hmm. James Dean, the Dr. William, two truck drivers. <laughs> what was that? I hit the table. Oh, I thought that was over here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there was another thing. I didn't write it down. Okay. When I was reading, uh, how did I not write that down? I swear to God I wrote it down. Ah, I did write it down. Hey. (laughs) A souvenir seeker ripped his arm open on jagged metal while attempting to steal the steering wheel from the stored wreck. Sorry. Nice. I was going to just put that in. So he didn't die. He just fucking ripped his arm. Don't touch me. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Yeah, so those are some of the stories. Crazy. With George Backus. Backus? Who the fuck is that? George Barris passing away back in 2015 and the car being gone for more than 60 years, it looks like the end of Little Bastard's mysterious story will never be uncovered. I don't know. What do you think? Let's find out what we think. We've presented the facts. It's time now to examine the evidence and give our theories. So pull up a chair for our final thoughts. <laughs> Science. Well, Science. I want to start with you. What are your thoughts on... Let's start with James Dean's car. Little bastard. Little bastard. Uh, it's definitely got some weird occurrences with it. Uh, yeah. Lots of... I almost said something that's super, uh, super uh, stupid. I was going to say, I almost said, uh, a lot hey. of deaths related to the car. It, yeah, because that's the object. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, Four deaths isn't isn't a huge body count, but I think the subsequent also. Oh, please go ahead. I asked you for your opinion. I started talking to uh, my opinion, yeah, idiot. It's okay. The car uh, could be responsible. Go ahead. I would like your opinion. <laughs> Why? I, it's just it, yeah. There's stuff. There's strange strange occurrences <clears throat> that happen with it. Um, coincidental, but also. More coincidental than normal objects. Yeah. So yeah. there could be something there. Now you get in a car accident, it usually doesn't go on to getting another and another and another that you know of. But that you know of. It also could be because it's a famous car that all the incidences just kind of were right. more glorified. Like, oh, how many times has this happened with fucking random right. 2006 Hyundai Sonata? Exactly. But the fact that after it passes through our hands, we don't give a fuck about it anymore. Like you're saying, it's famous. a famous person's car. Mm-hmm. Therefore, its legacy was tracked. So... That's where I'm going with this is, much as I love to say it's a cursed object, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the, you know, maybe it was just because he was a famous, you know, actor and you followed where the car, he died in the car from an accident, then it went on to be parted out to places. Mm-hmm. I can't explain the spontaneous combustion. That's a weird That one. is super weird. That <laughs> is weird, especially if there's no engine in it. The tires popping when they sold it. Are blowing when they sold it to. Well, maybe they were fucked up from the accident, uh, falling off the, um, the, the the display and crushing someone. Well, maybe they didn't secure it good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's logical things that you could come up from it. Yeah. Um, also, only four deaths and a couple accidents. To me, doesn't spell a cursed object. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm not getting the whole story. Maybe you're and not. I think Mr. Uh, Barris, probably being a showman himself. Probably did, like, store the car somewhere. He gave it the old extra vroom vroom. What? Extra vroom vroom. Bears. Never mind. That was spontaneous combustion. 
I, I was saying, because uh, he owned the car. Yeah. Remember, it said it disappeared. Yep. I'm saying maybe he added to the lure of it by... Oh. You know, shelving it, I see what you're saying. Exactly. And then I it's like, gotcha. oh, where did it go? This oh, adds to the mystery. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. It didn't disappear. No. But that's my theory. Uh, how about the conjure chest? There you go. What are your thoughts on the conjure chest? So I love James Dean Carr, and I would love to say it was a cursed object. I kind of love to say it was a cursed object. But only four deaths in a couple incidences, whereas the Conjure Box had 17 deaths. Mm-hmm. A couple, you know, husbands leaving. Um, <laughs> that Off went, to the big city. And then all of a sudden, now, of course, nobody really stored anything in it after the curse was broken. But yeah. then it stopped affecting people. Mm-hmm. To me, I think that's more likely a cursed object. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone put a curse on it. Yep. There's actually actual put a curse on ceremony, it. Ceremony, yeah. Yeah. Actually put the curse on it. And then just only that family or the people that put stuff in the damn chest. Yes. It could sit there like it is right here. That's not it. And you can't see it anyways. There's wedding stuff in that. <laughs> <laughs> but. I'm going to die. No, you're not going to die. But once you put something in it, you know. It activates. It activates. It's, so I, I think it's actually legit cursed object mm-hmm. personally i i would agree too the because of the um uh as, I, as we said the ceremony yes um the actual um energy that was put i'm gonna call it energy the actual mm-hmm. energy that was put into it yeah um i do believe that there might have been some weird stuff with it mm-hmm. some of the stuff may have been just like oh it's the family curse because Dinglebop got stabbed in the hand. Yeah, <laughs> so it it could it could have become a very easy thing to blame. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there is high strange coincidence of death with it. Yeah, the and death and yeah. um, loss in yeah. general. The whole uh, stabbing hands and stuff like that. Yeah, I throw that out the window because how many times have we had an accident? You know, chainsaw accident, uh, stubbing your toe on a, a metal. Um, what the fuck is that thing? Stub the toe. It's a Bilco door. Thank you. I didn't stub the toe. You tried to rip it off. Split my foot in half (laughs) on the fucking metal handle. Anyways, thanks for that. (laughs) There's no curses involved with that. They just unfortunate shit that happens. Yes, but now if we were told, but if we were told all our lives we have a family curse, we would blame it on the curse. Yes. So I I wonder if that's a strange thing too with like cursed objects. If they have like a reputation and then normal things get attributed to it. I agree. So I agree. Also, you kinda self like in your head you self fulfill your policy. Yeah. Policy. We got policies here. <laughs> <It's a> prophecy. <laughs> it was decreed. <laughs> self fulfilling prophecy. There it is. Um where everything like how many people have you passed away from cancer in our family? Is that a curse right. or is that just Genetics. shit? You know? Right. It, to me, it's just shit. We don't have any cursed objects. But yeah. So I think it's a little bit of that, but definitely think because they put a curse on the damn thing. I keep pointing at that. Put a curse on the don't damn thing. Don't curse it. You're but putting a lot of energy into it. <laughs> I know. It's like a tulpa. Um, oh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if, it, not wondering, I think it is an actual cursed object. Person. Concurred. All right. Nope, I didn't want to hit that. 
Boom. Cursed object. Approved. Uh, James Dean Carr, for me, possible. Not, not, a, eh. not a cursed object. Difficult, but not impossible. <laughs> yeah. Again, how many car accidents have we been in that the car is... So, like I alluded to earlier, the Camaro. When that thing was refurbished or parted out, was it in any other crashes? You know? Right. I don't fucking know. Don't know. I'm not famous. Nobody's following my fucking car. X car. X car. Someday. We broke up. <laughs> <laughs> now, my next... seen other people. Well, my next one's going to be a... a uh, Brand new one, so. Nice, I'm getting my truck. What kind of truck? Uh, I want a Silverado 2500. Well, now you know what cars we want and trucks we want. Let's get, let's wrap this up. All right. Was the conjure chest really a fatal, fatal? It was like a, uh, like a fucking sheep. <laughs> fatal. Well, was the conjure chest really a fatal family heirloom that, through revenge, was an instrument used to bring misfortune and death to the Cooley family line? Or was this just a normal chest and the events of life just unfolded around it? Also, was Little Bastard a haunted or cursed vehicle that wreaked havoc, then disappeared mysteriously, never to be seen again? Or was this just a case of a series of horrifying and unfortunate coincidences followed by a man just... Um, uh, hoaxing it being disappeared. Yeah. Think of the word. Building Sorry. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your guess is as good as ours, but that's our theory, and we're sticking to it. Fuck yeah. Boom. Now, <laughs> before we get to the outro, I want to leave you with a final thought. Me or them? Everyone, you included. All right. Hit now, lay it on me, buddy. It's not a curse, but Bad it ass. is something to think about. Okay. Do you know that the Buffer man? How you doing? <laughs> you heard that too. <laughs> Uh, do you know about how the fact that the space between the atoms and molecules that make atoms and molecules to make up everything that there is a highly improbable, not probable, highly high chance, but not impossible that you can clap your hands together mm-hmm. and your hands will literally pass through each other because all of the molecules and atoms will miss each other? Have you ever heard about this? No, I haven't. Well, that's true. The chance of it happening is legitimately almost infinite infinite but that means also that there's a chance in there that your hands when you clap the molecules halfway through and halfway through will actually hit each other and your hands will get fused together incredible think about that next time you're clapping so you mean if i just took the next year and just clapped the whole time Uh statistically i might pass through um oh god yeah so just think about that but while you're thinking about that, also think about this, that ladies and gentlemen, Squatches, and you cursed beings, you. You cursed devils. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. If you would like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts or opinions on cursed objects, you can do so by finding us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and on our YouTube channel. The links are in the show notes below. They're going to say something. No. If you enjoy what we do here, don't touch my Sasquatch, and would like to support us, mm-hmm. join our Patreon to get mm-hmm. bi-weekly bonus shows, Discounts on merch, exclusive Patreon content, spicy chip eating challenges for losers. Yeah. And who's the loser? Loser. Uh, I know. Or am I the loser? I'm good at the one. Or did we tie and we were both the fucking loser? Oh, yeah, we did that too, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You have to watch. Uh, You get all of this and lots more. You can hit the subscribe button for auto downloads. Listen, first thing every Monday morning because nothing is worse than forgetting. 
on Monday morning that you left your house without having our episode downloaded? It's not. No bueno. No it's, bueno. It's definitely no bueno. And if you enjoy it, which we know you do, you can drop us the five-star rating, a five-star rating, or a review, or both. All the above. And all of it. <laughs> and you can... Uh, do all that. We love hearing from you, and this helps us to grow and bring you more content for you to enjoy. And don't forget, hit that goddamn bell and subscribe button on YouTube. Get over there. Hit it. Ba-ding. It's great video. It's great. Great. Join us next Monday for mm-hmm. our next incredible episode. Mm-hmm. You may write us, mm-hmm. rate us, review mm-hmm. us, but mm-hmm. remember to always stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. He crashed his Segway. It's cursed. Oh, shit. Peace. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Just staring each other's eyes. (laughs) It's a closed chest. Yeah, you be the judge, jury, and executioner. Oh, there's a man bear. There it is. One hour later. Wee wee. Uh... I thought you were about to sing wheels on the bus. <laughs> the wheels on the bus. The wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> the wheels on the tank go round and round. Uh, the X on the full episode I just did. Gone. And I was like... <laughs> 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 I hit undo at the top and it came back. I'm like... Oh! <laughs> I was like... Shit! Fuck! <laughs> no! Oh, that would have been horrible. I was so upset. Uh, we had a mistake, Josh. I'm not getting this episode out. <laughs> this <right>. episode will <laughs> now not be done. Anyway. Um, <coughs> time. <laughs> time! <laughs> drink break, drink break! Might as well. Let's cut the line off. All right. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, fucking asshole. <clears throat> um, um, they... Stop saying um, fucker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Got him. Do it. Get the right one. I'm going squatch. <laughs> it's never green. That's always the intros. Maybe not always the intros. <laughs> and it's this one this time. I like your funny words, Magic Man. Peace. See ya. <laughs>